everybody. Welcome back. It's Bavcast Extra, episode 153. Woo! Hell yeah! I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. With and some MIB for 153. Yeah. We're back in black, because the men... Yeah, what that stand for? Yeah. Um, anyway, we watched 2019's Men in Black International. Mm-hmm. It's the fourth Men in Black movie. It is. It's the movie that the world got together last summer and decided, fuck this thing forever. Yep. It's our yearly, let's pile on the hate for a thing that I don't really understand. I mean, I mean, on, on several levels. I, a, the movie's <laughs> fine. Totally fine. And B, why does anyone have that much attachment to Men in Black? That I don't know. That, that's, that's what I mean. Like, everything after the first one, I was just like, so? Yeah. I mean, I thought the third one was pretty fun with the time travel stuff, but yeah. the second one's barely a freaking movie. It, yes. And That's like a 70-minute movie yeah. with 20 minutes of credits. Yeah. I just... I don't know. It's a, it's a strange franchise to be up in arms about yeah. something that doesn't meet your standards for said substandard franchise. <laughs> yeah. It, I, don't, I don't get it, but... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But we're going to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a... It's not a reboot. It is a continuation. It is in the same exact universe. Mm-hmm. Characters. Uh, Emma Thompson was the boss in the third one, right? She replaced Rip Torn. I believe that's accurate. Uh, sure. I, that's how little I remember. But uh, <laughs> I'll go with that. I think. I think at the time Rip Torn was too old or too <laughs> cranky to be in the third Men in Black movie. Yep, she was in MIB three. That's yeah. That's yep, what so, I thought. So yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but th- I mean, it's kind of an origin story for one character. The other characters exist. We just meet them later. Yeah, I mean, it it starts off sort of tricking you that you're going to basically redo the plot of the first one. Yeah. Um, but then it's really not that at all. Nope. Um, I mean, tonally, it's very different, and maybe that's what people had a different uh, problem with. I I don't know because. Do you want the same thing? I mean, they set it up <laughs> that like, okay, Liam Neeson is the Tommy Lee Jones character, mm-hmm. and Chris Hemsworth is, well, I don't know. He's also already on the job. Right. He's, that's, that's, yeah, it, it's not, yeah, it doesn't even really set it up. Doesn't it make sense? Yeah. I mean, Tessa Thompson is the, the Will Smith, the Will Smith kind of character, but they don't even build that up. It's just like, I found you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of weird because you don't, you, you kind of skip over the, uh, the wonder, the, the, the Willy Wonkiness of the first one, you know, because you're seeing this through Will Smith, like, oh my sure. God, what's all this weird shit? And you're kind of getting that with Tessa Thompson in this, but also she's trying to play it cool. Right. So you don't get that. But also, it's yeah. the fourth one. Yeah. I, yeah, I there's weird aliens with bubble faces and yeah, it's, yeah, it's Donald Glover is an alien. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean it's it's all the same old men in black jokes, basically. It really you know? is. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of it. It really is. So I I I just I don't really get it. I mean, and the other thing is like the way people were talking about this, I was like, oh, it's just straight up broken. Yeah. Like there there's leaps of plot logic or in unfinished effects or something that's going to look completely substandard because that's what I kept hearing. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, you can totally tell the reshoots and or this or man, that is just a broken movie. And I'm like, is it though? I mean. There, there, there was one point in the movie where I, I said a thing just because the movie stopped for a second to go, oh, yeah, remember Men in Black shit that they're trying to be covert? Uh-huh. Um, but there's there's like one moment where they're very clearly riding around in a space bike and crash through a thing. And they're like, oh, I guess we should flashy thingy these people. Yeah. And then ride off past a whole bunch of other people that they're flashy thingy. So it's like, <laughs> all right. You know, I kind of said like, well, what about all those people? But yeah. other than that, I mean... 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like at this point, it's less about men in black are stealthy and more like, hey, let's do some crazy CG alien fighting. Yeah. I mean, the a lot of the CG isn't what I would call great. I mean, the film feels very, very, very digital, but that also seems consistent with the other men in black movies. This just feels like they have a men in black computer package of stuff and they just used it again in this. Maybe there's some more detail and texture, but like right when the movie starts and you know, it's the, it's the backstory of them at the Eiffel tower. You're just looking at it going, wow, none of this is real. They are just nowhere. Mm -hmm. They're literally nowhere. None of this is real. Yeah. It's, I, it's both familiar and not, but still totally fine. It's, yeah, I, I, I it, it it's a it's it's baffling to me that yeah. this was the movie that everybody decided to, to pounce on and be yeah. that this is awful. I mean, but I'm not saying it's the greatest thing, and I'm going to remember it a week from now. But no, it's like I don't know if I'll ever even watch it again. But yeah. it's, I mean, I've never watched any of the Men in Black sequels either. Again. No, no. Um, it, look, Chris Hemsworth is a. It's like he's a casual force of nature. Mm-hmm. He is. I mean, in Thor, literally force of nature, but. I think that's a Thor's of nature. (laughs) (laughs) It's a joke. Um, He's just, you look at him and you're like, man, I wish I could just be that confident, like Mm -hmm. just babbling through a way, my my, my way through a scene or something like that. That's pretty much just Chris Hemsworth in general. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, there's maybe three other people that maybe don't look at him and be like, I, I want to be him. Right. <laughs> but, sure. You know, I was just saying, there's not many people on the face of the planet that would look at him and be like, yeah, yeah. I'd like to have that life. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> he's doing what you would kind of expect out of him in this, yeah. and it's totally fine. It's charming, and I don't really want to go through all the plot points of this, other to say that the one thing I think I can point to for what this movie is lacking is mm-hmm. that Whatever the big bad is in this, which they keep calling the hive, although they don't really express that until late in the film. It's like, oh, the hive is a really bad thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck it is. Right. It, there's there's really no well, there's, there's, just, there's no guy in an Edgar suit, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's there's not that human stand in for whatever. Yeah. There, there are certain words in the English language, though, that you can name your bad guy. And you're just like, well, that's obviously bad. Right. Like there's no. I mean, unless you're a beekeeper, there's not a lot of good hives out there. You know, we don't usually use hive like a good no, thing. No, it's like, well, that's bad. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously it's bad, but I, I just, the movie is just kind of like, oh, this is the thing. And you're like, oh, all right. And then 10 minutes later, it's like, and we're done. <laughs> so. Yeah. But the, the basic, the basic high points of the story are, is you get a cliffhanger thing of, of Liam Neeson and Chris Hemsworth doing a thing on the Eiffel Tower and it just sort of ends. And, you know, there's some decent comedic moments while there's a. There's a couple that I, I I guess they broke into the Eiffel Tower so he could propose when it's actually closed. Yeah. Because it's, you know, no one else is there. Right. And they're just like, hey, you know, you're not supposed to be here. Um, so you kind of get some, a little bit of comedy there and it just sort of ends. Then you get flashback to, I think, one of my favorite scenes of the movie just because, like, the dad is sitting watching Purple Rain on the television <laughs> and is, like, quoting along with Morris Day, which is just kind of great. Like, with the same, you know, everything. Like, uh-huh. and... And then there's a, a weird noise, and he goes out. I just love his reaction. He goes out to chase, you know, whatever it is with a golf club away, and it's just like that. That that, that wasn't an animal. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you know the men in black show up like two seconds later. He um, was doing a very convincing Martin Lawrence performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as as he was trying to explain, there's some kind of animal, man. I right. don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so very young Tessa Thompson like meets an alien, and then also sees the men in black, and mm-hmm. 
It's but she doesn't like, get flashy thingy. No, she does not. Her parents do. And then yeah. she's just like, that sets her, in, you know, flash forward 20 years or whatever it is. And, you know. Yeah, she's, she's like, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's basically interviewing for the FBI. and like, I want to be in that division. Then the Link. CIA, that division. <laughs> and they're all just like, okay, you're crazy. Until she. She has she, just she, constructed equipment that allows her to find aliens. Yeah. She, she, she's like working in a call center, but has this like script set up that, you know, anom- anomalies in space, you know, tell me about them. Mm-hmm. And she basically just follows this one. <laughs> to Brooklyn is like, I know I'm going to find the men in black and then just like has a men in black suit on underneath her clothes. Mm-hmm. And then it just like follows them back and walks into the, the building from the original men in black, like right. the water power place, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they're all just like, she, you know, she thinks she's getting away with it. And everyone else is like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and she's, yeah. she's immediately caught. And- yeah. And just like here, Emma Thompson's like, yeah, well, flashy thing her. And she's like, but wait, I, I'm very curious. And here's why you need to recruit me. And right. they're like, I know things they're like, well, sure. Yeah. Fine. Temporary basis. Go to London. And here's where the movie kicks off. And yep. Yeah. It's just her walking in and, you know, basically pairing herself with Chris Hemsworth. Like, she's just like, oh, I know you're going after this thing. I know you'd normally work alone, but hey, I'd be very useful. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. She blah. bluffs her way in, yeah. basically, and that's what kicks everything yeah. off. And I mean, just, there's really no... Yeah. They're not at odds or anything. Not, it's not just... really. No, and it's also, like... There's, like, the hint that, like, they're interested in each other romantically, but it's not even really a thing. No, and I think that's just, almost refreshing. I Yes, I mean, I, I, I was going to get there. I was like, they... I mean, there's like half a second because he walks in and, of course, he's Chris Simsworth and, and all the ladies are like, ooh. Right. But, you know, like then it's like really just disappears for most of the part in the movie. They're, you know, they're they bicker all the time, like, you know, people that are secretly in love. But like, it's never really like a, a thing. It, it's just because Chris Hemsworth is sort of an overconfident jackass right. and yeah. is just acting like that the whole time. She's like, come on, just do we have to do the thing. And right. he's like, yeah, we're doing the thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because he is just getting off of like a a. a thing where he went to infiltrate something and ended up having you know and happened to sleep with like one of the aliens to get out of it or whatever because uh-huh. <laughs> he gets poisoned like temple of doom style yes yeah. <laughs> which we you know several times in this movie it's like it feels like it's about to start a yeah. a, a, a scene from another movie and yeah. it's even weirder because spielberg's a producer on this and, and they're all his movies or yeah. like things he's involved with because yeah like, it both temple of doom and rangers of the lost ark it felt like at some point we're gonna break out and also back to the future too yes, yes. but <laughs> yeah like so it's really weird that like it's it's still a spielberg produced thing and they're about to like they feel like they're about to open up and do a, an homage to one mm-hmm. of his scenes and then mm-hmm. they don't but so he's just like coming in drunk and you know all this and then they put him on an assignment like, hey, you know, your your friend who is like the prince of this wealthy, you know, some sort of guild or whatever that will annihilate Earth if we piss yeah. him off. Like, hey, go take him out. And he's like, oh, yeah, that means I get to go drunk. That's my thing. You know, get drunk. Uh-huh. Do that. Party. And, and she's just party like, guy. She's like, I, I should probably go along. And he's like, yeah, sure. Fine. Yeah. And this guy ends up like there's these weird. Uh, that's the thing is like there are multiple like as you say big bads throughout this movie the edgar suit people are the there's these twins mm-hmm. that are basically they're like little galaxies <laughs> like you know they like they're like the captain marvel poster come right. to life <laughs> yeah i mean they're basically like they're, they're they're just this essence that is like it looks like a galaxy you yeah. know and they just can melt shit and like change uh matter into other forms it's never explained they're never really identified it's just it it, the most explanation we get is hemsworth basically saying i've never seen this before right i want to say there was more explanation for this in the trailer there's a bunch of stuff in the trailer that's not in this movie yeah which in some cases is going to be fine but in others it's like you kind of cut some plot out of your movie but but that's that's kind of your big bad that's chasing them and they end up like you know 
pulling a hit on this this alien dude that they're supposed to protect and he at the last second like drops this thing in tessa thompson's day it's like don't trust men in black yeah. london anyway that you know mm-hmm. so she's got this thing and is keeping it hidden and then it just becomes this mole hunt thing for men in black basically it it's yeah it's your, it, that's that standard thing and then you know there there's two characters that they keep you know like making you think well they well actually three because like they for for a couple minutes they'll make you think it's chris hemsworth because that's would explain why he's so weird and aloof well because everyone keeps saying you're not who you used to be right like to the point of i honestly i figured the entire time it was both him and liam neeson had been taken over by whatever this hive was sure but obviously that wouldn't have yeah but then you've got um what's his face rafe spall is like floating around just like just being at odds like there's actually really funny bits like where yeah. they're just sniping at each other in the middle of meetings and stuff <laughs> and it's it's just i i think all that plays really really well it does yeah it does um but yeah so like you think he's the mole because he's just like so he's at odds asshole. with it. yeah and it's it's that 24 swerve of like man i fucking hate this guy he's gotta be the, oh wait no that guy's fine yeah he's actually kind of <laughs> awesome by the end but yeah yeah, but anyway, so like it just becomes this mole hunt and go on little adventures. Like mm-hmm. we are introduced to characters along the way that, mm-hmm. like the the galaxy brain twins dudes, <laughs> like you know, are going like try to melt this queen. Like and it's just this, it's literally like these little chessboard aliens. Yep. And there he there's a pawn voiced by Kumail Nanjiani, mm-hmm. and you know, there's this whole scene, and then he becomes a character because they you know they go investigate there yes. and find him and he's still alive and then basically pledges himself to tessa thompson for the rest of the movie as you would yeah um <laughs> yeah so it's just like they go on little adventures and they they lose the weapon at one point in time and they're like oh well that totally would have been sold to my ex-girlfriend who's rebecca ferguson and some weird alien shit yeah because there's there's a character who has a sentient beard uh-huh. uh and the beard steals the the weapon and yep. f- flies off with his little jetpack and he was hiding in a water bottle to which there's a really good line <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the thing is like there's there's funny shit in this movie. Yeah. Like there's legitimately funny things. Like that yeah. is a good line. I mean, there are lines in this that are for your grandparents to laugh at. Mm-hmm. There's there's that level of you know I'm I call it out all the time. It's the hey, put your tray tables in their upright position. Ha, ha, I'm not a pilot, but I'm telling you to do it anyway. Ha, zoom. You know, it's like the fuck. You know, <laughs> those jokes weren't funny in the '70s. Stop doing it. There's a level of that in here too. Sure. I mean, because there's a joke early on about how they're showing a one of the aliens on a hologram and Chris Hemsworth says something like, yeah, but the hologram adds 10 pounds. It was just like, uh. <laughs> but there is some actual really funny dialogue along the way. And it offsets the kind of like, yeah, that's for my mom to laugh at. OK, that's fine. right. But I mean, I feel like that's been in black in general. It's yeah, like it's, yes. it's it's always been a. You know, well, it's a weird dance. It's, it's it kind of a kid's movie, but yeah. it has to have something in it that's more than that. Right. Yeah, I, I like I said, I just I, I don't get it. But that's that, you know, they end up they go to see Rebecca Ferguson and there's a whole thing. You know, she lives on this like death island in Italy or, you know, off of Naples or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like they actually like throw a title card up of like the weird thing that Camille Nanjiani says. Yeah. Like, you know, it's oh, it's her you know fortified island of certain death. And they like they throw a title card up there that says that. And, <laughs> right. I mean, this is like this is pretty good, pretty funny shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you get a whole crazy thing there. And she's got this furry henchman thing that. Hey, surprise! It turns out it's the grown-up version of the little alien, the little stitch that <laughs> Tessa Thompson saved in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, um, and that works out to their benefit. Yeah, right. And I say that stitches and Lilo and Stitch, in case you're not catching right. that one, <laughs> 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 just like well, Stitch. Like, uh, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so, uh, and then it just becomes like, all right, well, hey, we saved the day and everything. We got the weapon back, and up oh, turns out Liam Neeson's the bad guy. He yeah, got taken over by the hype. The main characters realize there's still 25 minutes left in the movie, and they're like, right. uh, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, he just, he said some shit that was like, how did you know where we were, and why were you tracking us, and stuff like that, and yeah. they were just like, ha-ha. Men in black always get their man. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, th- th- this movie doesn't even like shy away from like they don't save Liam Neeson at the end. No, no, like they end up like firing this like galaxy. It's basically like a compressed star in a gun. Yep, and it just fires this beam into the hive and destroys them, but destroys Liam Neeson too. Like uh-huh, you know, you yeah. think like it's gonna cop out with one of those endings. It's like nope. Yeah, they don't, they don't pull him out of the goo at the end. Yep. <laughs> he's vaporized or yeah or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a. It's a boilerplate movie, but they all kind of are, you know, like, and I, I just. Well, the first one established itself, and then the next three are all, yep, it's mm-hmm. a Men in Black movie. I mean, the music is the same, the the weaponry looks the same, everything's the same. It's it's what it it's what that is. It's another adventure in the Men in Black universe. Yeah. It's whether, just whether or not you wanted that is up to you. Yeah. You know, let the let the box office decide that, but the quality of the movie does not dictate whether or not it's you know it's 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 necessity for existing you right. know like and what i don't understand is why people who didn't want it went to go see it <laughs> <laughs> sure and then were angry about it like yeah, yeah you didn't want it don't go <laughs> there's plenty of movies i don't want and i don't see them right yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's it's just it's a weird thing like i said i i feel like every year needs a movie like this that is just the one that are people are like, get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's some big budget thing that is totally acceptable that people are just like, man, fuck Hollywood, fuck everything forever, fuck that movie, launch it into the sun. Yeah. And it's I This is a weird one to direct all that anger to. I don't get like, it. like I said, the overall franchise quality is no you know, it's not like it's on some pedestal that is untouchable. Yeah. And I mean Honestly, when we sat down to watch this, I was like, well, let's see how shitty this is. Like, what's going to be the thing? Why is this so terrible? And like when it started, I kind of felt like, yeah, okay, this doesn't seem to be really. It seems to just want to retry and do the first one, but kind of jam everything together real Mm -hmm. condensed like. But it's not one of those movies. I mean, it's a two hour movie. It's not like it's a 90 minute thing that they just edited to death or something like that. Right. It I, I just I. Like, like I said at the top, the, the most offensive thing about this movie is that it's unnecessary. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I guess you could nitpick things. The fact that, like, Liam Neeson's, like, code name is Agent High T High instead T. of just T. Yeah. And it's like, is that, like, high treason? Where are you trying to tip your hand? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> why does he get a title in front of his name? It's a fancy tea drinking joke. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You have high tea. All right, I I immediately it's thought London, high, you see. I immediately thought high treason because I was like, oh, sure. you're tipping your hat. You know. It could be that too. I don't um, know. Tipping your hand, not your hat. Oh, you well, can tip your hat, the lady. Hold your hat, hat in hand, <laughs> where your home is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, speaking of speaking of uh, miladies and stuff. <laughs> no, I, I said tip your hat, and I said, oh yes, milady. And then no, I I I appreciate that this movie like finally like you know because we you know we've danced around it before and then they never let it stick, which. I was watching this movie and I was like, man, whatever happened to Linda Fiorentino? Like, mm-hmm. they they were like really like you're you're gonna like her for like several movies there in a row, yeah. And then she disappeared. Yeah, off the turns face out of no one liked working with her. Right. Oh, I I know. I, yeah. I've heard horror stories of yes. working with her, but I mean, it's just like 
what I was getting is that, like, you know, they set up like Men in Black 2 was going to be now Tommy Lee Jones is kind of retired and it's Will Smith and her running around. And of course, everyone decided that they didn't like her and, mm-hmm. you know, forced her out of Hollywood or wherever she went. <laughs> but off the planet, off the planet. Yes. <laughs> but like, you know, this is like the first time you get a Men in Black movie with a lady running around. And I like that at, at some point, like they're finally like the men and women in black. And <laughs> he gives a good like thumbs up like, eh? yeah, yeah, I just I, I like that. Like th- this. This movie rides a fun line of like, you know, ladies can do stuff mm-hmm. without like making it too like, you know, girl power like in your face. Like right. again, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem when it's like, you know, like we're obviously, you know, making a message here sometimes. That 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 can be annoying. It's like this one's just I think rides a pretty good line of like this is a very subtle like, hey. Yeah. It come on. Right. <laughs> Cause they talk about like they even her and Emma Thompson have a conversation mm-hmm. about men yeah, in black. I, really? Yeah, I know. I just like, yeah, I tried to challenge it, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't get it because like, I, I feel, I feel like a movie that has this much hate directed to it. I, you know, I, I tend to be slightly more critical. I'm like, even while I'm enjoying it, I'm like, well, what is it that people are having problems with? Because, you know, I could see if like there's phoned in performances, but I feel like everyone's in on this. Yeah. Like everyone's, going you know everyone's doing what you want them to do i mean nobody i felt like was phoning it in in the main cast at all it it feels it feels decently thought out it seems like the performances are well paced it's no one's like i've only got two weeks between thor movies i gotta i'll just crank out a men in black movie and it seems you know everyone seems to give a shit yeah i yeah i don't i i I just don't get it i mean and we didn't mention this is directed by F. Gary Gray, mm-hmm. who fucking makes movies like mm-hmm. some good ass movies over time. He's stumbled occasionally. Um, I, I think it's kind of weird that he made the sequel to Get Shorty, which was also a Barry Sonnenfeld film. Mm. So now he's done another sequel to Barry Sonnenfeld movies. Oh, yeah. So that's true. It's like, that's hey, no one knows how to come in after Barry Sonnenfeld. <laughs> this guy. Um. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it, Chris Hemsworth is doing everything you want him to do. Tessa Thompson's like is kind of your straight man in this movie. Kind of, you know, like I mean, she's but she still she, has some good yeah, reactions she still has to things. Good reactions, and yeah. you know, like the subtle like turn to camera, like yes, I this infiltration thing is working, and yeah. then usually find out it didn't at all. Right. I mean, Emma Thompson is being absolutely as, as Emma Thompson as you want her to be in her yes. in her limited screen time. Yes, she is everything you hire that lady for. Which, by the way, I I don't know if I've said it lately, but I I've always adored Emma Thompson. As Absol- you should, absolutely, one hundred percent. She is so awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, everyone's like everyone's doing what it is you hire them to do. Yeah, I mean, Liam Neeson doesn't revenge anybody, but no. uh, he's he's a presence, and mm-hmm. you know, I understand we're in a phase right now where I'm not really sure how we feel about Liam Neeson. Yeah, based yeah. on what was happening around the time this movie came out, maybe that was some of the backlash towards it. But yeah. he's not like. I mean, he's in it and he's prominent, but he's not like the main character. Yeah. He's the Rip Torn, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Less curmudgeon Yeah. I just, I mean, everyone is doing what it is that you hire these people to do. Mm-hmm. I also, between this and like the kid who would be king, I, I, I appreciate that. I, I feel like Re- Rebecca Ferguson is on her way to becoming a new Charlize Theron. And okay. I say that because, like, obviously she's she's gorgeous, mm-hmm. but I think like she has a lot of fun when you throw her in some makeup and she gets to be like somebody else, right? You know, and I just I, I feel like she is on her way to being like another person you can rely on for like not just like doing genre pictures, but like yeah, maybe so throw some makeup on it and she will commit yeah. and do some fun shit. I mean, because you know she's not 
unrecognizable in this but she's got a weird ass wig and a third arm and, you know like, yeah you know you know <laughs> i'm just saying it's, it's not, not it, not completely i mean you know I, you know it's just <laughs> just saying it's like you know it's not it's not quite her weird tree person thing from <laughs> right no you know, morgana from the kid who would be king thing, yeah. but it's like i i feel like she's she's pivoting to like oh yeah she's gonna be like solid action or genre person mm-hmm. to turn to so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, like i said i just i feel like i i just can't I can't point to anything like it was shot well it wasn't a, an editing nightmare it wasn't like no. you know leaps of logic that were insane nobody was like oh this person obviously didn't give a shit i just i can't figure it out it I is mean, it is no better or worse than men in black two and three right it is it is on par with those maybe even a little better considering if you were kind of tired of the original stars of men in black by the yeah. time the third one rolled around but like you said it does the interesting time travel weirdness so. yeah it's like well all right let's enough of tommy lee jones let's well yeah that's... he's also 80 and cranky as shit right. <laughs> doesn't want to do anything anymore yeah. um yeah so i guess uh, i guess we rate it now yeah i guess so there's not really anything else to talk about i suppose uh, yeah it's totally fine two jocks it's mm-hmm. you know i mean like i said i don't know if i ever would watch it again but i don't I don't mean that in a bad way. There's just some movies where it's like, okay, I think I got what I need from that, and I just won't come back to it. It's fine. It's totally mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. You can watch it. It's fine. Yeah. Stop being angry at everything. Yeah. And I realize that's coming from a show with the words bad movie <laughs> in the name, but this is not bad. Well, we, it's not. We've, we've said countless number of times every year or, you know, even, you know, big round number episode, we don't set out to hate on the movies it's just sure you know we, we're looking for the diamonds in the rough is what we're really doing yeah it's like it's not fun to approach life of like ah let's hate watch this like if you're ever hate watching anything just fucking reevaluate your life yeah there's so much good stuff out yeah. there to watch stop hate watching well but... just i mean the, the whole concept is like that's what i'm saying like re seriously i mean this in, a, in like a sincere moment of for me reevaluate your life like if you are looking at things like wanting to be angry there's plenty of things to be angry about yeah things that matter things, things that matter and things that you maybe could do something about yeah setting out to you know skewer entertainment is a very sad existence yeah i'm gonna dogpile on men in black four yeah that'll show them I, you know, ah, high five uh, internet community because yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. you know i mean Hollywood, despite what you might think uh, for ineptitude, I mean, every every power thing that you have no control over, be it the government or Hollywood or any they that you have no part of, mm-hmm. you know, you always assume some level of ineptitude. But I assure you, the most inept thing you've made or seen was made generally by professionals. I mean, I mean except for like the, the period of time where everyone was grabbing a DV camera and going out and shooting garbage. I'm talking about like if this is like put out by one of the major studios, everyone involved has a level of professionalism and knows what they're doing. Right. And so going in, like just assuming that like I'm going to be superior to that is, is just a really weird way to, to live life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, at, at its very core nature, it's like yeah, at least respect that like a whole bunch of people put their time and effort into making a thing Sometimes I'm not I'm not saying every movie is, is, is magical. I'm saying that every movie at least deserves a chance. There, there's a billion one reasons when you have, as they say at the end of the movie, 16,000 man hours, yeah, right. you know, <laughs> into, went into the making of this movie or whatever. Yeah, it, it's very weird. And and I, I think the ultimate point I'm trying to get to is like, if you continue to watch movies looking for the flaws and, and quote unquote hate watching it, Hollywood 
is wiser than you think, and they will start making movies intentionally for the hate watchers. Mm -hmm. And then we're just going to get this whole intentionally bad thing that even worse than we are having now with the sci-fi channel bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's like all Hollywood entertainment would be like, well, man, we're going to pack them in because we're going to just make this weird fucked up thing. And they're going to, and we have literally, you know, tar- targeted this, this, these people that's going to make them ang- just angry enough to go see it five times. Yeah. Um, cats. And um, so it's, it's, it's going to fucking work yeah. and you know, you're just going to get suckered into it. And you know, eventually we'll just be watching nothing but garbage because that's what sells. Hell yeah. So seriously, just <laughs> I'm saying, please reevaluate your life and enjoy things. Right. And that's this fan, this uh, long and winding rant has is saying I'm actually going to give it three jocks. Okay, I think there is like at least three things in this that were said that were legitimately good ass funny jokes. Oh yeah, and that we, we left hard yeah. at. And like I mean, there's the one about the sentient beard thing. There's like Camille <laughs> Nanjiani has at least one or two, mm-hmm. and like there there was just some really good reactionary funny jokes in this yeah. movie. There's there's some good. Hemsworth yeah. being a cocky asshole. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's an inordinate amount of thumbs ups in this movie, and I love that. And there are plenty <laughs> like, of gif making opportunities yeah. for your thumbs up. So collection. I, I, yeah, I just I thought it was fun. I and I I will. It's it's a it's a movie ass movie, and I enjoyed it while I was watching it. And I will retain nothing from it, but no, that, <laughs> those jokes will stick with me. Yeah, it, it, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, there you go. Uh, go out and rent men in black <laughs> four it's totally watchable you should watch it it's fine and yep i don't know i you know i i i kind of want to contrast this to another kind of will smith less sequel mm-hmm. which is the independence day sequel which is hot garbage that thing sucks right that's a legit bad thing this is not that this that that movie seems like, for whatever reason, has been made out of like pure nostalgia only, and that's it. There's no other reason for it to exist, mm-hmm. and it's bad. This feels like we've got this universe; we should use it, and they do. That's all it is. It it doesn't feel like I, I kind of remember right after the movie came out, there was some talk about how the producer was like, "We got to keep the the rights, or we got to keep this going, otherwise we default or on, on something or whatever." Mm-hmm. So there was kind kind of some shady business bullshit going on to get this thing made, but it doesn't feel like that in the end product. Oh no, I mean, like you you think about other like rights retaining movies out there, and I fan, mean, fan four stick yeah. fucking sucks, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Ugh. I mean that that's that's the weirdest thing is like you know most people don't realize that this is based on a super like low print run comic thing like mm-hmm. i mean th- this was just like hey let's pluck a property out there <laughs> and I, and i i think that any men in black thing has very little to do with the original story yeah you know line in the comics it's just like but yeah because they use the title and everything it's like i guess they it, it it's probably is some sort of weird rights thing in the background of like well we got to re- maintain the rights to this malibu comic or <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's Men in Black International. Uh-huh. We liked it. It's e- fine. Even yeah. though we'll never watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks for, for listening and, and donating and being a part of this Patreon show that sometimes makes its way to the main feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get these things early and when they're timely... <laughs> like our six months later after it's released review of men in black international, uh, you want to go to patreoncom slash BMF cast. That's where they go up in a timely fashion. Uh, $1 gets you this show. Yep. And we three or four of these a month. 
you get you get so basically it's like a quarter you're paying the 25 cents <laughs> what the shit yeah <laughs> so uh yeah do that um there's more stuff the higher you donate but we appreciate it it helps us keep things going yep uh, plus you get to participate in a poll normally there's a poll ran normally, for what we watch yeah uh, i think right now we were just trying to cram in a couple more bonus 2019 movies we're and- just in a weird weird period right now where we've got a lot going on so we're just kind of grabbing movies off the shelf and just yep. doing whatever but uh normally there's a poll uh, they usually have some sort of theme or some sort of collection or something. There's a some reason they all go together, uh, and you have total control. Mm-hmm. So uh, we appreciate you. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for donating. Uh, we will be back next week with another podcast that you can listen to. Indeed. <laughs> so until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra Outlook.